Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We're at 14.50 on the AM dial, 103.9 in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We're presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at DeltaDentalCoversMe.com. And we have a gentleman in studio today who is uh, very familiar with these uh, plush but not overly <laughs> ostentatious surroundings here at WKXL. First of all, careful how you use the uh, word gentleman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said that? Yeah. Oh, I, uh, that just kind of slipped out. Uh, and anyway, and anyway, Jim Rivers is with us, and, and Jim spent how many years here at WKXL? Oh, let's see, 1971 to 1992. So you do the math, 21? Uh, yeah, 21, 21 years. years. <laughs> and uh, Many of them in this room. <laughs> many of them in in this this room yeah, we're in right now, room, yeah. which is Studio B, I think, isn't it? I, I don't know. Rockefeller Center. What, what studio is this we're in? <laughs> I managed to find it every morning. <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, at any rate, uh, Jim, it was mostly mornings, right, that you yeah, did? Yeah, yeah, it was all mornings. Yeah, yep. yeah. All mornings yeah. out of here at 1 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon, which was great, That's you it. know, raising a family. Right. It's the best time to be on the radio yeah. is the morning. Oh, absolutely. No, no doubt about hey, it. Except now it's much easier <clears throat> back then. If there was no school, you had to you had to you know take all the calls. Now yeah. you know, people find out on their computers and their smartphones. And, and, and it is but, true. Uh, you know, you but, get 150 phone calls. Oh, well, yeah. is there any school today? You know? But 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 you did over the years as as we all did uh, working mornings, uh, thousands and thousands of of uh, school closings, mm-hmm. cancellations, uh, delays. What have you, and made so many thousands of kids happy over oh, the years. Oh, I, I was the most yeah. popular guy in town, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and teachers too. In fact, I, one day yeah. I got in trouble. I said, um, uh, "There's school. There's still school today, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they canceled." Yeah. Seth O'Shea, the superintendent of schools, so, called me. What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but that that was it. I mean, that was a big part. I mean, in, in the winter, oh, I mean, yeah. there were you know, we, especially in this part of the country, of course, we we had our our share of them. But now you're right. I mean, like they're they're you know on, on television all the time, yeah, with the yeah, crawl on yeah, TV right. and online, and you name it. Well, you and I used to walk to school uphill both ways in the snow. Now, That's right, barefoot. A couple right. of uh, <laughs> drops of snow out there. They take go half a day. No, that, that's true. <laughs> and, yeah, and and now you know there are some uh, districts that give you a call. They they even call. Oh, they have like yeah. automatic calling. Yeah, I had yeah. my I had my grandson stay with me for a short yeah. period of time, and so that was hooked up for them to call us. Yeah, and then when they moved back. I kept getting the calls, and I kept trying to get my name off the thing. I'm getting a call at 6 in the morning saying, I'm retired. Stop calling me. <laughs> well, Jim, I'm sure there are many people who are hearing your voice today that, that listened to you between 1971 and, and 92. And so just to bring us up to date, how many grandchildren do you have? I have six. I have um, five grandsons and one diva. Um, granddaughter, <laughs> and I thought when I retired that I would save a lot of money on gas, and I find out that I'm spending more money on gas traveling to every godforsaken place in the state, watching them play sports. But you're loving every <laughs> I minute. I am loving of it. every single minute of it, whether it's a field hockey field or a basketball court. Um, if I had to do it all over again, I'd have grandchildren first. 
There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I think we might all say that. But but you've also had the opportunity uh, to to broadcast some of their games. I have as well. It was interesting because during COVID, um, <clears throat> excuse me, when they they weren't letting fans into the high school games, that was a terrible time. Kids lost a full year of yeah. sports. Yeah. The uh, the National High School Federation of High School Sports offered cameras uh, to high schools. So people could be at home and watch, and it, it had microphones, and you could see the action. And Hopkinton decided to, to also um, use announcers. So um, Dan Reserve, the AD, who does a great job at Hopkinton, um, contacted me and said, would you consider doing the play-by-play of the games um, you know, during COVID because fans can't, can't come in? So I said, sure. So I got a chance to watch my grandsons play yeah. and yeah. do the games. And then when COVID was over, um, he said, you want to continue? And I said, sure. <clears throat> and, the, you know, the good thing about that is there are a lot of grandparents who aren't around who can watch and, and hear their kids um, play basketball. Um, so, you know, I get emails from New Jersey and sure. Florida. And oh, so it's kind of yeah. nice. My grandson is a senior this year. Um, but as long as I have my health and I enjoy doing it, um, I, will, I will continue next year. Uh, I, I kind of mentored a young man out in Hopkinton who's got a tremendous upside. Uh, name is Drew Dumont, and I've had him doing the JV games, and the kid's going to go far. He's got. He, in fact, I brought him to Florida, um, and had him do some softball in Florida, and he did a terrific job. Wow. Um, so um, that's how I get into doing the, the basketball at Hopkinton, much like you know you did Concord High hockey. Yeah, exactly. You know, That's when they started on yeah. uh, their uh, boys hockey Facebook page yep. uh, during the the pandemic, you know, or, or shortly thereafter, and uh, and and it, it was so happened that they were just going to initially uh, have the the video. They were just going to have uh, you know the the manager of the team or someone associated with the team. Uh, do the video uh, of the games at the at the Everett Arena and some of the visiting rinks, uh, some of the rinks they travel to as well. But then I, I ran into Dunk Walsh one day at Shaw's uh, in Concord, and uh, he asked me if uh, I, I would be interested in doing it. You know, and uh, I, I said, "Yeah, I'd love to yeah. do the play-by-play for that." So I know you and the uh, late great Harvey Smith uh, did uh, Concord High hockey and Bishop Brady hockey for for many years here on this radio station. Yeah, he and I did over a thousand games together yeah. between yeah. here and Channel, <laughs> Channel Twelve. I yeah. think I saw Harvey more than I did my wife <laughs> when it came into the winter. Um, in doing the doing the basketball at um, at Hopkinton, also they have a great venue. It's a it's a they call it the Hawks Nest, which sits up above the court. Yeah, and you look down, and it's the best seat in the house. Wow. But it, it, I'm sure you've done you've done games during the COVID when there's no crowd. And oh yeah, especially yeah. Um, doing New England college hockey with no crowd. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Doing hockey where there's no because the crowd not only gets the players into it, it gets the broadcast sure it into it, it too. Does. You know, yeah. And when you can hear the pin drop at a hockey game, it just uh, is weird. I know, yeah, and I know you you experienced that uh, with hockey. I I did uh, as well, where uh, they were only letting like each player could bring two people. Mm-hmm. That, that something. And, and like you have to that. be careful yeah. when the kids at the foul line to say this kid's zero for seven tonight at the foul line because everybody can hear you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Including him. Yeah, yeah I, I remember in twenty twenty. Uh, the day before Concord High was supposed to take on Bedford mm-hmm. in the Division One hockey championship at SNHU Arena, uh, they canceled the game uh, just the day before it. And uh, 
it was a shame. I mean, I guess it was a decision they felt they had to make. Yeah. You know, but, was that when they had co-champions? Yes, that year? Yeah. yeah, yeah, 2020, and uh, they just uh, canceled it the day before. And uh, you know, it was heartbreaking for the kids who uh, you know sure. worked so hard. All, yeah, well, all my year grandson's long. lost a complete year. My grandson playing uh, lacrosse at Hopkinton lost a complete year. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was tough. Uh, you know, the thing about colleges is they, they allowed you to come back an extra year. Yeah. But right. you still had to pay for it. Right. Right. You know, hey, exactly. you can come back another year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just give us 30 grand. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. So, I mean, I, I think things are pretty much back to normal now. Yeah. And now let's hope it stays that way, yeah. you know, for, for years to come. Jim Rivers is with us, and uh, Jim is uh, in the last six weeks has been uh, very, very busy, busy traveling, uh, busy uh, uh, broadcasting uh, baseball and softball games all, all around the country, West Palm Beach, Florida, Branson, Missouri. You've put on a lot of miles. I thought I was retired. Yeah, you thought you were. <laughs> I thought I How retired. wrong you were. Yeah, uh, yeah. The experience I just had in Branson uh, was... Um, next to maybe working with you in the Manchester Monarchs was the highlight of my career. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number two. Number okay, okay. Two. Yeah. It's number two. Uh, yeah. um, you know, it was sort of, I fell into it by accident when they were looking for someone and the national commissioner knew of my background. So I was in, uh, before I went to Florida, he contacted me and said, would you consider going to Branson and doing the Cal Ripken World Series? And I, said, I sort of hesitated. I, you know, I said, I'm down here in 100 degree heat. And now you want me to go to, to Missouri in, an, in 110 degree heat. But fortunately, there were like five days in between. So I could go home and mow my lawn and take a shower and do, do my laundry. laundry. Yeah. <laughs> do my laundry. <laughs> and um, so I went. And <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> it was um, uh, uh, far more work than I anticipated. Let me put it that way. You did 36 games down there? I did there? 36 games in, in nine days. In nine days. Five games a day. Uh, nine... Eleven thirty, two, four thirty, and seven. And this was on uh, radio on, on uh, this the, is on, yeah, this is live streaming radio, through yeah, the stadium yeah. and also the Valley Sports Network. In oh, the in the stadium as well. Yeah, yeah and Valley Sports Network. Wow. So um, yeah, it was, it was. I saw some of the the greatest baseball that I've seen twelve year olds play. Just incredible, That's amazing athletes that from uh, thirty four teams, twenty four from this country, and ten from around the world. And that was at the at Branson, Missouri. And uh, they have quite a complex down there. We, we, we have the bumper music running right now, so we'll have to continue this after the break. Yeah, but, I thought that meant shut yeah, up. So uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. Uh, we will take a break. It's Kale and Company on WKXL, the longtime home of uh, Jim Rivers. And uh, we will be right back. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. Welcome back, Kale and Company live here at WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Don't forget the Friday Fun Bunch coming up uh, in just a couple of days. Tom Raphael will be in studio along with our resident flick chick, Kitty Ray. But right now, we are chatting with Jim Rivers, who spent uh, many, many years here in this building on uh, Reddington Road. Uh, has, has it changed any uh, over the years? Uh, the road certainly uh, has changed. No. <laughs> uh, you, you certainly can tell it's not a town road. <laughs> it's, it's like you can come down to 10 miles an hour. I do remember when uh, Ronald Reagan came here yeah. on a bus. 
They wouldn't bring him down here because of the road. So Gardner Hill had to go and sit on the bus and interview him. Get out. No, really? I'm serious. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they, the Secret Service would not allow the bus to come down this road. <laughs> I'm, sure there, I'm sure there were many uh, probably uh, presidential candidates, at least, uh, in these studios oh, over sure. the years. They, yeah. all, yeah. they all came. They were all here. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I remember leaving the station one day. Uh, I, I got out at noon, and this guy walks up the stairs, no entourage, by himself, and says, uh, Hi, I'm Jimmy Carter. I'm running for president. And I went, Okay, yeah. Well, wow. well you go on inside. <laughs> They'll take care of you. <laughs> you can buy some time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and have a good life. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still, he's still with yes, us. Yes, he is. He's yeah. not in the best of health, but he is still with us. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, uh, he, was, he was not very well liked as, as president, I mean, in terms of his policies and what have you. But uh, his uh, his life after uh, his presidency has been truly amazing. Yeah. Yeah, some people put him behind Franklin Pierce as the worst president uh, we uh, ever had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's made up for it he in his has. post-presidency. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no doubt about that. So, so Jim, let's you know you you, you did some uh, announcing broadcasting in West Palm Beach uh, for games there, yep. and in Branson, Missouri. But it, but it all came about really. Uh, not because of your necessarily your broadcasting background, but you you uh, you know were well known in these organizations because of your umpire. Right, right. Yeah. I, I umpired my first World Series in um, two thousand four, and back then the rule was you could do two World Series, and um, that was it because they had back then they only had t- ten teams: the eight regional champs, the state champ, and um, the local team because they had a couple World Series here in Concord for boys and girls. Yeah. And so 2004, I went to um, Abbeville, Louisiana. Uh, and then 2005, I went to Verina, Virginia. And then I figured, that's it. And then I got a call, a letter the next year. So I, I contacted them, and they said, well, we have a new commissioner, and he doesn't want to use that rule. He wants good umpires, regardless of how many times they've done it. All right. And then because of financial reasons, they started increasing all, all these leagues are increasing the number of teams in the tournament so they can at least make some money. Um, and so I just kept going. One year I went to Pittsfield, Mass., and then they flew me to Alaska, Florida. Um, so I did it every year until about three years ago. They started doing the broadcasting, and uh, you know, I'm getting to be an old guy. And they said, would you consider moving into a broadcast booth? And I said, sure. I still umpire up around here. Yeah, you know, I yeah. still do a lot of umpiring, but umpiring in 110 degree heat, right. wearing all that equipment is not oh, fun. I, it's not fun. You know, you know what I think of uh, when when I look at the umpires out there, whether whether it be amateur games, or minor league games, or major league games, is that they stay out there for great lengths mm-hmm. of time. I I always think about you know having to go to the bathroom. You know? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do they do? You know, I've, I've honestly never had that problem. Really? Well, yeah. the thing is, in, in those places, you sweat so much. Yeah. Well, that's, right? that's You don't have that's, to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, one game, I drank 30 bottles of water yeah, and didn't have and to. Didn't have to go. Didn't have to go. <laughs> didn't have to go. If anyone's uh, having breakfast right now, we're talking yeah. potty talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. I mean, you think about the, you know, at the major league level, I mean, the games are a little bit shorter now with the rule changes. But they're out there, you know, for, you know, in most cases, at least three hours. Yeah. 
Well, maybe and, between and, innings and they run back into the clubhouse. Yeah, I don't but you know. You never I don't, see that though. You never see that. But no. I don't and, know, but even, if, even at the amateur level, yeah. you know, where, where there might not even be a bathroom in sight, no, you know, yeah, in many that's cases. True. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even a Johnny on the spot or anything, but... Uh, and, and in, uh, in but Branson, I think about that, they had yeah. the umpires dressed in black. I'm thinking, you, I, talk, yeah. I, I got yeah. to talk to quite a few of the umpires. I said, you guys are nuts. Yeah. I in black? I, yeah. I wore a black shirt once at 8 o'clock in the morning here in yeah. Concord, and by, by 8.30 the sun was out and I was dying. Yeah. I cannot imagine in Branson, Missouri... Out on that field wearing a black shirt. Wow, because you had uh, temperatures down. You were doing the broadcasting, yeah. but but nonetheless, you were outside. Outside and, uh, with a, a little bit of cover and to keep it, you from the sun. And, and the temperatures were in the hundreds almost yeah, every day, every, right? Every day. Wow. Yeah. That, that is something. Tell us about Branson, because, you know, over the years I've heard so much about it. I've never been there, thought about it on a number of occasions. But uh, tell us a little bit about Branson. Well, first of all, if anyone ever gets a chance to go, if you, if your child gets a chance to go to Branson and play down there in a tournament, yep. do not pass it up. I call it the Las Vegas Strip for kids. They've got everything down there. Well, first of all, the Ballparks of America is what they call it. Yeah. Was built on an old uh, Tangier, uh, Tangier outlet, Tangier outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have five fields, uh, and they're all replicas of Major League fields. Wow. They've got a Fenway Park with a mini green monster. Yeah. Wrigley Field with the Ivy, although it's not real Ivy because it couldn't live down there. Yeah. Um, they got the Royal Stadium, St. Louis Stadium, and Brooklyn. And so the kids play on those parks. They took the Tangier outlet and made it into dorms so teams don't have to pay for hotels. Now, that's a they big have consideration. <clears throat> batting yeah. cages. Yeah. They have laser tag. They have an ice cream shop. They have a laundry. Um, <clears throat> they have a restaurant. And it's just a mini city. But as far as Branson itself, yeah. they've got shows all up and down the strip. Yeah. Um, it's like a mini Nashville, I guess. I Obviously, yeah. I didn't get to go to but one show. Yeah. I got there a day early. You, you were kind of busy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. But you went to Dolly Parton. I went to Dolly Parton Stampede. Stampede. Dolly Parton Stampede. It, it yeah. was it was worth it. It was it was a terrific show, um, and they had uh, Jim Stafford is in residency down there. Remember oh, that spiders, spiders and snakes? snakes. Oh yeah. They've got you know they get magicians and they've got country and western and. Um, um, uh, Terry Bradshaw's appearing down there. Really? Yeah. Come on, man. He's got quite a few albums <laughs> out does. there. He does. <laughs> but it's 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 fabulous. Um, uh, I would, in fact, if, if I go next year, if I get invited, and if I decide to go, and if my health allows me to go, I might go a week early just to you know, hang see out some Branson, uh, hang out with Terry Bradshaw. There you go. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, that, but no, it's, yeah, Branson is. Uh, I'd heard a lot about it, and Missouri is a beautiful state. It's much like New Hampshire. It doesn't have our mountains necessarily. It's got the Ozarks, yeah. but um, yeah. where we were, a lot of hills, but everything's green. Um, it's a it's a beautiful state. It really, I've is. got to do that. And and so I, I asked you before the uh, the show started. Uh, you're flying to Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, is that Springfield, it? and it's about a 45 minute ride up to Branson or down to Branson. So is there any uh, transportation? You you probably rented a car or uh, oh no they uh, they picked me up they they no, oh they yeah in a limo in a <laughs> no, limo it wasn't a limo no, oh, well either way <laughs> but but I guess up. for you know if if just you know you're coming in as a visitor as a tourist uh, you probably have to rent a car to to get around mm-hmm. I would think yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I would uh, think you would I, um, be no problem and the Branson Air- uh, Springfield Airport is much like Manchester very yeah. nice airport. That's good. Uh, very easy to get around. In fact, it might be even be a little smaller than Manchester. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that is something. Given all the uh, tourists to go to Branson. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm sure Springfield year. is the one they fly into. Yeah. Uh, Branson has a very small airport, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think they. Yeah. Airlines go there. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I would, I would love to do that uh, someday and, and see all the shows that uh, they have in Branson. And uh, hey, maybe someday I'll be able to accomplish it. But J- Jim is a, a world, I mean, a, when I say world traveler, I mean, that's that's putting it mildly. I know you, uh, you know, within the past year went to Antarctica. I did. When, when you retire, you, um, you want to travel around until the body says you can't anymore. So yeah. that's kind of been our, our goal is to... Um, we just travel around, and, and Antarctica was uh, amazing. It was amazing. Um, and, and matter of fact, the, the 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 days we were there, the the person from National Geographic explaining everything said he had been to Antarctica hundreds of times, and it was the first day that it was a clear, blue, sunny sky where you could see all the colors in the ice and see all of the uh, icebergs, and it was just incredible. And wow. to think that someone was shipwrecked on Antarctica you know, back many years ago yeah. and survived. Um, I didn't get to go in the water, though. I wanted to go in the water, but they weren't uh, offering that. Um, just yeah. to jump in and jump out, you know, it, say well, I died. What was I the water temperature? Do you have any idea? I don't, but, yeah. you know, 32 is freezing, and it wasn't yeah. frozen. So, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. And it's salt, so. Because I know there was a time where you went swimming every day. Every day, no matter. Well, I also have a. Uh, I get my grandkids into the Kentuckuk River at least once every month. Yeah. Um, and um, the only month we have not hit is February because of the ice. Um, there was one month I could have, but I was alone and I wasn't going to do it alone. But yeah. I get my grandkids over there. My <laughs> my grandson said, "I, I don't want to go in, but I'm not my, let my grandfather show me up." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Rivers is here. And uh, Jim has done it all in, in his career, and he's still going strong. And we'll talk more about uh, Jim's travels and uh, all kinds of stuff uh, when we continue right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. It's Kale and Company Live. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental, and uh, we shall return. back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Jim Rivers is in the house. And uh, Jim uh, did mornings at WKXL for over 20 years. Uh, did uh, everything that moved sports-wise uh, on this uh, radio station. Many of those games with the legendary Harvey Smith. And, and you know, I, 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 I bet you will agree with me when I say this, and you worked with Harvey many thousands of times over the years, literally. Uh, and I only worked with him a handful of times uh, doing some games on uh, the local mm-hmm. access cable uh, from Durham, basketball games with Harvey. But I, I will always say that he was, I, I think, the, the most prepared mm-hmm. partner I, I ever worked with. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I mean, right down to the point of telling you, you know, what the kid's favorite movie was, you know. But and another thing that Harvey brought that was sort of uh, taboo back in the day was interviewing the the high school athlete. Yeah, that was sort of um, you didn't you didn't see them quoted in the newspaper. Um, you'd see because I I worked for the Clark and Monitor as a stringer with with uh, Jim Heath and Jeff Smith, and we'd cover the games. You'd get a quote from the coach, but never the athlete. And Harvey, because he was a teacher at Concord High and the kids knew him and loved him, easily could get them to interview. And yeah. I think he was one of the first to interview athletes on the air um, after a game. 
uh, and did a terrific job. And then we do it at the the hockey arena. We'd have a wireless mic, and he'd go right. down and interview the kids. One one real funny one I remember was there was a we had a player of the game award, and we awarded it to the Nashua goalie. <clears throat> so Harvey sent word down to send the Nashua goalie up to be interviewed. Well, the Nashville goalie was shy and, and didn't want to come up, so they sent another teammate up who pretended he was the Nashville goalie. <laughs> <laughs> and Harvey did the whole interview, yeah. and the kid played along like he was the goalie, and we didn't find out until after it was over. Oh, oh, we you, laughed you, about that yeah. for a long time. That is something. Wow. <laughs> but but Harvey was terrific. And I know you, you have told me, and so I'm, I'm not telling, or maybe I am telling tales out of school, but probably not, doesn't matter, uh, that, that uh, you would uh, leave because you you had to get up early in the morning. Yeah. You'd leave the Everett Arena or wherever it might be after a game and go home. And you were in bed, and Harvey was still, still doing, doing the post-game, post-game show. show. <laughs> <laughs> he loved doing post-game shows. I would do the pregame with him, and we'd yeah. do the game. Yeah. And I'd stay on for a few minutes after the game. And yeah. I'd say, no, i got to get up at 3.30, Harvey. I'm, I'm going. Yeah. And I'd get home, you know, shower, get in bed, turn the light out, turn the radio on, and yeah. there's Harvey yeah, still, doing still there. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember doing the, um, the Lions Cup soccer tournament at Memorial Field. And... Uh, going to the radio station afterwards and then driving by Memorial Field and all the lights are out and the press box light is still on. <laughs> there's Harvey. Harvey's still there. <laughs> he was a, just a great partner to work with. Just Last a, man standing. Oh, yeah. God, he was the best. Yeah. He was the best. And, and I think, honestly, Jim, you uh, were extremely prepared when uh, you were doing Monarchs games uh, with me for a number of years. And, well, being prepared uh, can and, cover up a lot of sins. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it is true. You know? it, it is true. But but you were, and I, I think it may, some of that the Harvey Smith probably rubbed oh, off sure. on you. Yep, yep. And doing the, um, doing the World Series in Branson, um, the issue there was um, I had teams from Korea, China, oh, Japan, yeah. and Taiwan. Yeah. And to pronounce these names correctly, so I met with every single team, every player, every coach, and got the pronunciation of their name and wrote it in a book. Wow. And the public address yeah. announcer, who happened to be the PA announcer for the Baltimore Orioles, Jeff Timmons, would come over and we'd get together and go over pronunciations before each game. But you don't think about it until you, you're faced with the roster of all these Japanese names. Yeah. I think the Chinese names are more difficult. Japanese, oh, I yeah. think, are easier. Yeah. But the, um, the Taiwanese, because Taiwan is basically Mandarin Chinese, and, and the Chinese names were the toughest. <clears throat> but, yeah. Yeah, it's all about preparation. You it, know that. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, no, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I, and I've always said about hockey, people say, you know, hockey, that's got to be such a difficult game to call play-by-play. Uh, but, you know, I said if, if you're prepared, especially in hockey, I find uh, that if you're prepared, you know you've memorized uh, or at least familiarized yourselves, yourself with uh, the rosters. And, of course, you're going to know your, your own team. You just have to uh, prepare for the, for the other team as well. But if you're prepared, the game kind of calls itself. Yeah, especially on I, video. Yeah. Especially yeah. on video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. on radio, you can cheat a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a, I won't, they, they shall remain nameless, yeah. but <clears throat> there were two players that played for Garkin High, oh. two defensemen, yeah. and they won one, one 20 and 21 or something like that. Yeah. And the next year, their senior year, they changed numbers. So the first game, I'm going crazy. I keep calling one, one name and one the other. Yeah. yeah. Well, the mother apparently called the radio station and complained that I wasn't getting her son's name right. So the next game, every time that young man touched the puck, I gave the score, I gave the time, I gave the weather. I never mentioned his name. <laughs> and leaving the arena, 
the father says, Jim. I said, yeah, what? He said, touche. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, but, man. Yeah, Harvey was the most prepared and just yeah. a pleasure to work with. It, it, but you talk about hockey. <clears throat> I had the good fortune of cutting my teeth on the sport with Dick Osborne, yeah. who was the best. He was uh, the best in the area. I thought he did a fabulous job yeah. on radio. And so to work with him um, the first couple of years I started with hockey was uh, certainly a plus. No, no doubt about it. And uh, Jim, by the way, d- d- despite uh, getting uh, those those numbers mixed up, is a, a member of three halls of fame. It, it, it's amazing. I don't I don't know if there's anybody else on the planet that is in three halls of I'm fame. I'm still waiting for my wife to put me in the husband hall of fame. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but the, the New Hampshire legends of hockey and Jim is. Uh, uh, wearing his ring, Did as he, are he, you. Yeah, yeah, I, I am, yeah. Uh, and also the uh, New England Babe Ruth Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and the Babe Ruth League International Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was um, that was somewhat shocking. I must admit, when I opened that letter, yeah, they yeah. they must have run out of people. I guess. No, no that's <laughs> not true. But but uh, that that was for your your umpiring. Umpiring, and yeah. I was also state commissioner mm-hmm. for a few years. Yeah. Um, in. Sort of, uh, I guess, being a, an ambassador for, for Babe Ruth over the years. I've been involved since the early 90s. Yeah. How did you first get involved? In umpiring? Well, I was the parent who was uh, stupid enough to show up for the beginning of the game. <laughs> I could never figure out why parents weren't coming until the second <laughs> inning when they'd come to the stands and say, who wants to umpire? Yeah, yeah. And so I, you know, I started doing that, and then my daughter started playing, and I enjoyed it a lot. And it's amazing you know, being dragged out of the stands at Sandal Field in, in, uh, up in Concord, East Concord um, to, to traveling all over the world uh, umpiring. Um, Mexico, Canada, all over the United States. Just incredible when you think about it, simply because I showed up at Sandal Field before the game and volunteered to umpire. Oh, I I know. And And we need umpires. I mean, we need officials on all sports, Ken. uh, COVID COVID took out a few. People are aging out. Parents, coaches. Although I will say coaches in the state are pretty good. You know, they'll get excitable. But you have some of these coaches that come in from out of state, and they think they're the second coming of Casey Stengel, yep. for those who know who Casey Stengel is. <laughs> <laughs> Tito Francona. Um, but we are, we are really uh, suffering, especially the afternoon sports. You know, basketball sure. at night, yeah. you know, football on the weekends, but field hockey, soccer, softball, baseball. Um, There's some games that were canceled last year because they could not find officials right. yeah. uh, on the middle school level. So if anyone out there wants to give back in any way, I would highly recommend. It's a, it's a nice sort of source of income. The problem is the afternoon sports, you have to be self-employed, mm-hmm. uh, independently wealthy, retired, or have a boss who's willing to let you take off for a couple hours. Or work just an hour on the radio in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if anyone out there is interested, you go onto the uh, NHIAA website and find the sports you're interested in, um, and then, you know the, someone will call you and they'll get you involved. And it's, it's, it's a great way to stay involved in a game as a former player. Yeah, or even if you're not uh, yeah, even a former if you're not. player. Yeah. If you, if well, you, there's only one sport I would never attempt to officiate because I've done field hockey and I've done volleyball and um, and softball, baseball, is wrestling. I think you have to have been a wrestler mm-hmm. because yeah. it's so subjective. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you could yeah. just you know say I'm going to be a wrestling official and go do it. Right. I, I mean, unless you're really familiar with everything that goes on on yeah. that mat. Yeah. Some people yeah. may laugh, but I think the toughest sport that I've done, believe it or not, yeah. is volleyball. 
Now, really? Yeah. You know, people will say, oh, volleyball. To officiate, yeah. Yeah, volleyball yeah. is a license to print money. I say hogwash because you have to keep track of the rotations, the way the girls can rotate. They have they – have, you know things that certain players on the back line can can't do, and yeah. it's I leave with a headache sometimes, because I think I think volleyball to do it right is very difficult, very oh, difficult. Yeah, but and some people don't feel that way. No, no, no maybe they're maybe they're they're maybe, good and I'm not. <laughs> maybe they know what they're doing. And I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to think with all the intricacies there are. I mean, it's not just whether the ball's in or out, you know, or whatever. Yeah, who uh, can go a above more, the net? Lot, and who can more, come? Yeah, a lot more to it than yeah. that. But uh, we'll talk more about that. We have uh, one more break coming up because we, you know, we have to uh, pay our exorbitant salaries here at WKXL. Oh, you got a raise. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will take a break. Kale and Company will continue right here. WKXLNHtalkradio.com. Jim Rivers is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll be back right after these words. Stand by. We are back. It's Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have Jim Rivers in studio. We talked a lot about a lot of things. And uh, before the break, we talked about Jim's umpiring career and uh, its humble beginnings, and it's uh, ultimately taking him all over the world. But and now, and say, uh, you know, we have some prospective officials or umpires listening right now. Is there any kind of training that, that well, goes on? Well, first of all, you can't teach anyone to be an umpire. I mean, you can teach them the rules. In order to be a good umpire, you need to do game after game after game mm-hmm. after game. Yeah. Um, and yes, there are mechanics. And if you do, say, go to the New Hampshire High School and you want to become a high school official, um, you go through, I think it's three days of an hour and a half, and they go, basically go over the rule book. Mm-hmm. And then they take you onto the field, and they showed you mechanics. It's like a dance out there and where you're supposed yeah. to be and when right, you're supposed right, to be exactly. there. It's not yeah. difficult. It's not rocket science. It's not something you be, should be afraid of. Um, and and then they, they break you in slowly. You'll, you know, you'll do middle school mm-hmm. um, uh, and work your way up and do high school and get, get evaluated. But um, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not – if you've played, it's even easier. Yeah. Right, um, but yeah. yeah, there, are, there, you do have to go through some classes. But it's basically, they go over the rule book, mm-hmm. talk about the rules that that change from year to year. This year, all of a sudden, girls can wear jewelry you never could before. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that changed this year. Um, so the, every year, wow. the, and usually the changes are have to do with safety issues and sure. Um, yeah. But uh, um, certainly, high school could use a lot of officials. In the middle school and JV, especially, probably in every sport, right? Yeah, in every yeah, sport, yeah, every afternoon yeah, sport. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, it's it. Uh, I, I encourage anybody to, and there's some coaches out there I know that that uh, are getting done coaching. Their kids are aging out, and I've been pushing them to come over to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's a, you know an opportunity for uh, you know men and women who in, enjoy sports. And you know, have uh, some knowledge. Yeah. We need women. Uh, we need more yeah. women umpires yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, we certainly do. And that would be uh, a terrific way to go because you you are paid, you get mileage, and uh, yep, and uh, are paid for the event. Uh, so that might be something to yeah, think, uh, to look uh, into. High school is ninety dollars a game, I think. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about high school is 
the guy who who stands up and does volleyball um, gets paid the same as the guy that runs up and down the football field or skates up and down the hockey rink. Everybody gets so, the so same. So it's all standard. Huh? It's all yeah. standard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for the guys doing hockey because that's, oh, yeah. that's maybe the toughest yeah. one of all. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and running up and down the soccer field. Um, and then the guy in the volleyball who just is motioning his hands left and right gets the same. But, but as you said, there it, were yeah, a, a, a lot of intricacies. At least for me it was. Maybe, I'm, you know, maybe it's me. But, yeah. but uh, at any rate, it might be a good opportunity for some of you folks uh, listening and have some spare time, especially weekday afternoons when uh, there's a, a big need for uh, Absolutely. officials uh-huh. and, and umpires. Now, we were talking off the air, and uh, Jim has uh, traveled, traveled the world and the seven seas and you name it. Uh, but uh, I was asking him about uh, an Alaskan cruise because uh, I'm going to be taking one in the not-too-distant future. I have never done it before, uh, but uh, you said uh, what you did was uh, spectacular. Alaska is fabulous. If yeah. anyone can go on, if you can pick a cruise to go anywhere in the world, Alaska is the place to go. Um, it's just a beautiful country. I saw more. They had bald eagles were like pigeons up there. Really? You know, Everywhere, I see, an, huh? I see an occasional bald eagle at my house, and it's, wow. Up there, yeah. it's like, oh, there's another one. You know, there's a couple Really, more, yeah. You know? There were bald yeah. eagles everywhere. Um, the country is beautiful. It was it was seasonably warm when I went there. I was walking down the streets of Juneau with, you know, a tank top and short pants. It was like 70. Yeah. And we went dog sledding at the top of a glacier, and they can only use the dogs for a certain period of time because it was so warm. And the dogs would overheat, sure. so we could yeah. go like a mile or two, and they'd have to stop because of the global warming, I guess. I'm trying to picture this, dog sledding on a glacier. Yeah. Yeah. We took a helicopter to yeah. the top of the glacier yeah. and went dog sledding. It, it, wow. Yeah. yeah. On you, Huskies. Yeah. <laughs> Sarge, Sergeant Preston of the Yukon. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> We're dating ourselves. And, and then <laughs> you told me you went on the, the world's highest... Zip line. Zip line. Higher than the Empire State Building. It took oh 40 minutes to God. get up there, and it took like 25 seconds to come down. What a rush. I, what I a guess. Rush. And when they opened the doors, you realized this is getting real now. But it was great. I, I hope a certain person. You must have person, a bucket list, Ken, of I, things you want to do. Well, yeah. I mean, zip line? I, 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 uh, zip line might not be one of them. But, How about uh, bungee jumping? Uh, probably not. Okay. <laughs> I like your honesty. <laughs> Maybe the dog sledding. I, I might, and you might be able to convince me to do the dog sledding down the glacier. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But, uh, no, it's going to be fun. And uh, it's just it's just a week. How long did you go? I think it was 10 days. Yeah. I yeah. it was 10 days. But, but it was uh, – everybody raves about it. I've never heard any negative uh, – uh, comments about a trip to uh, Alaska? Negativity, yeah. and you can't control it, yeah. is the weather. Yeah. Because I right. know someone that went on the same cruise I did uh, the week after, and it was miserable. Now, when did you go? What month? I think it was September. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. When, uh, it was that's September. Yep. It was, but it was miserable. Rain, yeah. cold. Yeah. Um, but when you're going up through the passage and, you, and, a, and a glacier goes floating by you, you know. Speaking uh, of which, they have a Titanic display. Down in the Branson when you get down there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And they yeah. give you a ticket when you go in. Yeah. I'm told this. I didn't go. Yeah. And when you come out, you find out if you survived or not based on oh, okay. the <laughs> ticket. <laughs> but the good news when they found the Titanic. Yeah. Did you know the good news was? Oh. The swimming pool was still full. <laughs> Well, you know what? I, 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 on, 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 a, on a recent cruise, I, I wound up in, uh, in New Brunswick. And uh, on a on a cruise of uh, of Canada, and uh, 
they have a, a burial ground there for uh, many uh, of the victims of, of the uh, oh, really? Titanic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So many of the— uh, Well, just remember. The, the folks who passed away. Amateurs built the Ark. Professionals yeah. built the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you have another trip coming up in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, my, my ultimate bucket list to, yeah. to my great-grandparents' homeland, uh, Scotland and Ireland. That's that's next. Yeah. Got to keep going, well, you know, until the body says you can't, Ken. That, that's right. You that's know, that, that's right. We're getting to be old. No, absolutely. I remember that, listening to you when I was a little kid, I, I, saying I, I someday I want to be like him. <laughs> <laughs> I was seven or eight in the radio. I said, who's this guy, Ken Kale? <laughs> <laughs> and, and who knows? Some, <laughs> someday dreams come true. You were yeah. able, you were yeah. able to work with me for I was. a few uh, years. Yep. Yeah, we had we had a great time doing the Monarchs games. Oh, Kendall Square. Yeah, Kendall Square. Yes, Sunrise at Kendall, Kendall Square. Square. <laughs> <laughs> Jim and I did uh, with the ganji wafting through the hallways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were. There was another radio station in the building, folks. Uh, and uh, uh, but at any rate, we. Uh, we we it was a syndicated radio show that it we was. did on a, on a number of stations across the country, and we we were based in uh, Kendall Square, Kendall which Square. Is in Cambridge, Mass, and uh, you know we did the overnight shift on this. Uh, you know, it, it was really now, now the the gentleman uh, that we worked for. I, I'd be careful how I use that term, but uh, the man we worked for. Uh, sometimes was a little delinquent in uh, yeah, in, in paying us paycheck. Yeah. I still have one that, that, that bounced at home. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know when you think about it, that was before the day of like ESPN radio yeah. and around well, the clock sports. Call, you could tell as people were waking up of starting with XTRA in San Diego, right, right across right. the country. Yeah, that we'd we'd get phone calls. Yeah, we and right. I remember the engineer bringing a bottle of Jolt. Remember Jolt? Yes, I do, yeah. Double sugar, double caffeine. Yeah. And I had a whole bottle, and I went home, and I wanted to paint the house, move the lawn, <laughs> do the laundry. I'll never touch that stuff again. <laughs> I don't remember having it there. Jolt, yeah. Uh, he but, brought in one for each yeah. of us. Yeah. Probably didn't I, affect you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and, and the gentleman, uh, uh, you know, rest in peace, Tom Starr. Uh, you know, really had some some great ideas before his time. Really. He really did, yeah. and it was on kind of a uh, shoestring budget uh, yeah. that he did it on. But, yeah, but uh, we worked with a couple of people. Um, what was what was the woman on CBS? Her her brother. We worked with. Oh yeah, Chris Visser. Chris, yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris yeah, Visser. Yeah, Leslie Visser's and Teddy uh, Sarandis. Teddy Ball Game. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it, it was a lot of fun, and yeah. uh, we were on stations all over the country. Yeah, yeah, overnights. Yeah, I remember um, uh, someone from Concord listening in St. Louis and calling me. Uh, Walter Smith's son, Scott, was living in St. Louis oh. at the time. And, and you know who heard us one time uh, and called in, I think, from the road was John Habib. Yes. John Habib, a longtime writer yeah. for the Union Leader. And <laughs> he heard us somewhere, somewhere in his travels. Somewhere in his travels across the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that was fun. So we, we've had many great experiences together. And uh, we've got the uh, the Legends uh, Hockey Hall of Fame uh, banquet coming up mm-hmm. uh, in October, which is always a great time. And if uh, I'm sure there are many people who have uh, never attended, uh, but if you're a hockey fan, it's it's a great event. Yeah, especially if you're a Concord hockey fan. Yeah. Mick Mounsey's going in this year. That's right. Yeah, so that's yeah. even more reason to go. Uh, yeah. The Concord East Olympics, I think. 
where one of the teams they've honored. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and they yeah. do a lot for youth hockey. There's no bricks and mortar for the Hall of Fame. Right. It's, it's, it's all just giving online. back to yep. youth hockey, which yep. is great. Yep. No, no doubt about that. And they've, they've done that for many years. And uh, a great organization. And uh, kudos to you know, John Norman and Jim Hayes and uh, yep. all the people uh, involved with uh, New Hampshire Legends of Hockey. I know you're on the board. So Are we done? Uh, I hear music. Uh, we have we to done? mosey on out of where here. I, where do I clock catch my check? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> all right, Ken, it's been fun. Jim Rivers. You're welcome here anytime at, at WKXL. We might even give you your old show back. You know, you never know uh, in this business. But uh, thanks for joining us tomorrow. We're going to talk about a, a big race coming up, but it doesn't involve cars at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. We'll tell you more about that uh, tomorrow on the program. And then uh, Friday, the Fun Bunch with Tom Raffio and our resident flick chick, Kitty Ray, right here, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are powered by Northeast Delta Dental.